0: Hello, and welcome to series two of Share Your Secrets, a podcast that celebrates the diversity of food, art, and community. We're Bounce Back Food CIC, a community cookery school based in Manchester that has been fighting food poverty since 2014. We're now in the process of scaling up our social enterprise nationwide, and have started to build delivery teams in the UK's 20 largest cities for our third fundraising cookbook, Secret Dishes from Around the World 3. We partnered with an arts charity or social enterprise in each location, and they produced an original piece of art for the 20 countries featured in the book. In the second series of our podcast, we'll talk food, art and community with the artists, get insights from the organisations we've partnered with, and keep you up to date with our journey as we travel across the UK and meet everyone involved in the project. I'm your host, Miriam Rendell. I hope you enjoy listening. So this week on Share Your Secrets, I'll be talking to Lorella Medici from Arty Folk's Coventry about the collaborative piece that they produced for the Haiti section of the book. I also caught up with Andrew Petruis, the artist behind the German section of Secret Dishes from Around the World 3. He was commissioned by Pedestrian, the organisation we teamed up with in Leicester, and Selena Blakely filled me in on the important work that they do. But before all of that, I spoke to Duncan about the importance of markets in his bounce-back journey. So the next stop on the book tour was Coventry.
1: So on the Friday morning, uh, we went straight to Coventry's Indoor Market, which is where we met the wonderful team from Arty folks. Yeah, such a wonderful, bustling indoor market space, and reminded me of like the very first few markets that um, I did back in Salford, and also in Manchester in 2014. And I think it's such a wonderful part of so many communities to have a, a vibrant market. Um, so many conversations can happen. People can test different ideas. And I guess thinking about bounce back's journey, you know, initially it was just myself with some pasta and rice and tin food using the, the buy one, give one model to ensure that we could donate good quality items to the nearest food bank. And just with that, you know, the nature of a market, you might have 50, a hundred different conversations during the course of the day. And, speaking to people about you know how we can tweak things, how we can evolve the model. And again, going back to the development of Bounce Back Food, it was initially just the items. you know It then evolved to our practical cookery offering and using the buy one, give one model to bring people together from all parts of the community to learn through food. And so yeah, great to be back in a market space. And again, with the development of teams in different locations, it could well be that Coventry's Indoor Market is one of the first locations where people can get involved in person with the work of our organisation.
0: Seeing the work of Bounce Back grow across the UK is very exciting. So next stop, Leicester.
1: So later that day, we drove across to Leicester and um, it was one of the several locations where we cooked one of the different dishes that features in the book. Um, So we arrived there for about lunchtime and Josh began to To make the dish, it was one that features in the German section of the book. Um, And so, again, really nice for people to see the cookbook for the first time, but also taste one of the different dishes.
0: We'll catch up with Duncan again next week. Arty Folks was founded in 1995 as a self-help group by people using mental health services and visual artists. Together, they explore the potential of the visual arts to transform the lives of people who feel at a low point in life and are struggling with mental health challenges. I started by asking Lorella how Arty Folks came to be. Well,
2: we started in uh, November 95 on a bonfires night. We sort of sat together, a few people around the table. And there were a few people who were in the mental health system and they've asked me to sort of help them get a project off the ground that would be a self-help group. It would be around art, not talking necessarily about mental health, but where they could also sort of talk openly about their experiences in a non-medical environment. And at the time it was, um, you know, quite unique. It, It was very, very early days. So, you know, it became a peer support group, an art group. That, uh, where, that enables people to express themselves, to think about their circumstances in a different way. And
0: from that, you developed a programme, an artist therapy programme. Could you tell me a little bit more about that?
2: Well, uh, it started off as just art, you know, so talking about art, art, art history and just art techniques. And then we became more and more interested in how art actually really does help mental well-being. How does it help when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling actually quite ill and you're in the system and you're having intense therapy, but you feel it's not working for you? So what value can art really add so we had a look at that and over the years we sort of explored different ways and we started to sort of link sort of themes in self-development uh, in psychology but in a different way so we're not talking in medical terms we're still talking about how do you feel what is it that's happening in your life i think sometimes when we sort of talk about oh i'm depressed you're actually deflecting from the situation that you're in that is causing you to feel depressed. So we're talking a lot more about that and we're using art to express that, to get it out of you, so then you can talk about it in a different way. So I think this is really the programme that we've developed all the time. It sounds so very important.
0: What kind of themes do you explore or stimulus do you give to participants?
2: We talk about different sort of uh, models in uh, psychology, you know, uh, like a motivational theory. So what motivates people and what motivates you? So we're looking at the model, uh, but we're also looking at your way of, uh, you know, how can you reflect on that and make it your own? So it, it's not impersonal. It's not just looking at uh, different theories. It's how does it me- mean something to you? How does it uh, echo inside? you and but more is really about bypassing kind of like the stressful thinking you know decision making you know we're always judging we're always criticizing ourselves and tapping into a much deeper sense of self you know where that the kind of sense that we were born with that creativity you know that ability to play to see things differently to be excited about exploring something new Mm. and so it's really about tapping into the other side of you not just everything that you feel is broken because there is still a lot in there in you you know that is working still really well and you're just doing your best to deal with very very difficult circumstances and I think that's what was sort of trying to sort of help people to understand you're not broken you're not ill what you are dealing with is just really challenging so let's talk about it let's look at it in a different way let's explore different angles about it and perhaps you can come up with your own solutions that will help you to move forward but creativity thinking for yourself you know not staying in the kind of groove you know just really developing your own creative thinking it's just hugely important and that's where art really is at its best but also art's so therapeutic isn't it
0: at the end of of creating a piece you have something there in front of you which you've nurtured which you might have tried new things you've you've used different media i mean how do you go about a different session so would one week you be dealing with pastels one week paint i mean how do you set up your sessions
2: well we always work on projects so as an example for bounce back food you know we run I can't remember whether it's four or six weeks but it was really interesting process mm. so half the people were on zoom the other people were in the room Um, But we still somehow communicated and it's interesting using the digital space really to bridge, you know, people, you know, the environments really. Mm -hmm. And so what we've done is we've done some research around Haiti. So we explored the politics, we explored the people, we explored the art. And we collated, everybody kind of like proposed images that they've downloaded from the net. And we put a pack of images together and everybody, so there were 14 people who took part. Everybody got a pack of these images. And then we collaged it. We collaged in a different way and uh, we then painted into it or drew into it. And what was really interesting, again, is this idea that we are all dealing with the same thing. So we all have the same images and we all came up with a completely different uh, end result. And that's really kind of where art is at its best telling you, you know, that you are an individual. You are... Processing things in a different way. You've got your own idea, you've got your individuality, your personality, mm. and they can come across, you know, obviously visual, you know, for everybody, plain to see in your artwork. So I think that really is what we're always working on in our project. So here's a starting point, and then what you do with it is really where your creativity sort of starts to blossom.
0: And you're right, there is such individuality. How does it feel to see the book? I can see behind you right now the actual finished art pieces, yeah. which look absolutely stunning.
2: It was an amazing journey. And I tell you, it was quite funny. You know, I watched uh, I watched Duncan opening the box and I just, the first thing I thought, oh my God, that's a proper book. <laughs> uh, you know, and then when we picked it up, it was like, oh, it's heavy. It's quite funny. You don't um, realise that the books these days, you know, are all kind of like paperback and pamphlets, and you have a real proper book. And our Liz, the first thing she did is she stuck her nose into it just to smell it. You know, to <laughs> smell a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was absolutely amazing to sort of see it, and it's it's beautiful. Um, the pictures are great. I think the layout is fantastic. It just... Re- I, you just don't want to get it dirty, though, but I will definitely use some of the recipes. It's just fabulous.
0: Um, and going back to the artwork, so you chose three in the end. I mean, that must have been quite
2: a tricky process. Really difficult. But they do really work together on the page. Yeah, I think that was, that was the process, really, you know. So everybody knew that we couldn't... You know, we tried, you know, what would it look like if we had everybody's artwork in there? And then we just felt actually you know it would just look really crowded and you wouldn't really be able to sort of see any detail. details so we wouldn't do anybody any justice so um, everybody knew that we would choose a few that would just work together mm. uh, rather than these are the best pieces that's not what it was about because mm. everybody's work really was absolutely amazing and uh, so we just chose three images that worked well together in terms of colours, in terms of also the images that were used. So, you know, because obviously we worked from the same pack of images. Yeah. So we needed to make sure that it didn't really kind of, you know, you know use the same image too often. So, yeah, it was hard, but I think, um, you know, everybody was really chuffed Then afterwards what it really looked like in the end.
0: It's a lovely project. It's a lovely book, as you say, to hold in your hand <laughs> and also uh, a really nice memory of because, Absolutely. as you say, some people were in lockdown mm. and to actually have that feeling of achievement during a time when perhaps they were struggling with mental health, mm. to be able to have that and a moment in time and say, yes, I did this. And that was something that came
2: from it. It was the first uh, project that we did in, you know, where people could attend face to face. So, uh, oh, mm. we've just got a few more people coming uh, who took part in the project. Oh, so fantastic. It's fabulous to see them <laughs> in, in, play, you know, in face-to-face here at, uh, at the market uh, where we are recording this podcast. Oh, it's absolutely amazing, lovely. So I can't wait to give them a hug. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been great, you know, too. That was the first project that we did face-to-face after, you know, just being on Zoom. So from the first lockdown, we were on Zoom because we just felt... we we couldn't shut down and just and just abandon our members we just it was just not on the card so you know we went on zoom and then in august uh, we went face to face and before that we were already kind of like sort of working um in in the room and uh, it was really hard and very odd at first because Mm. you couldn't sit together Mm. but it took a while to get used to it and uh, it's still difficult because you just want to hug people don't you you want to get <laughs> <You do>. close <laughs> but it's it's wonderful being together absolutely
0: so the final thing that i'd like to make a point about from my perspective looking at the artwork I can see quite a lot of pillars which for me Mm. represent strength and standing up no matter how many times you've been knocked down and not only did that reflect the research you did on Haiti, I know that you'd researched the slavery that Haiti as a country has been through, poverty, the devastating earthquake in 2010 I think it was. As a country Haiti has really had to pick itself up again, a very different perspective but the spirit of the people, the determination to rise up every time when faced with adversity, it just seems such a lovely link with your organization, helping people who are struggling with their mental health.
2: Absolutely, I mean, it's this, you know, this spirit, this human spirit, that regardless of what's happening, you know, somehow somehow we find the resources to push through. And I think that message came really, really strongly through. And it's a very hopeful message. Sometimes when you're feeling so down and, you know, you just don't feel that anything could possibly change in your life, you know, things do change. Yes, slowly. But if you have conversations with other people, you can... Cal- check a little bit you can check in with yourself check in with other people and you realize that you know we're all on a journey together and uh, you know we need to work together to create change in society Um, because it is down to us Um, I'm really sorry it's not down to politicians it's down to us (laughs) we need to push for change we need to sort of stay positive and focused and help each other to sort of come through and uh, look for the positives in life. It's been
0: an absolute joy and inspiration to talking to you today. Thank you for taking the time. I know people have just arrived that you want to go and give a hug to.
2: I am looking forward to that, yes. (laughs) Thank you, Miriam. (laughs) Thank you very much for allowing us to take part. It's uh, been brilliant.
0: You can find out more at www.arty-folks.org.uk Pedestrian is an arts organisation that specialises in music and arts education. Since 1998, they have developed a reputation for delivering high-quality creative activity involving education, training and outreach projects for young people, vulnerable adults and communities in Leicester, Leicestershire and across the Midlands. Andrew Peturis was commissioned by Pedestrian to create a unique piece of art for the German section of the book. I wanted to know if he'd always been creative.
3: My background is in illustration so hand drawing is kind of my jam, it's my ability and I'm a comics kind of guy.
0: It strikes me that you often bring comedy into your work as well.
3: Yeah, my visual style is that I like to create striking imagery. Um, when it comes to my artwork, I want somebody to take a second look at it. So whether it's that it's narrative writing or just like funky imagery, I want to know that I've done a good job.
0: How did you become connected with Pedestrian?
3: So the first time I met Pedestrian was via their um, Boost Box training program, which was obviously with Pedestrian, they provide alternative education provisions. So projects for young adults that are at risk or vulnerable around Leicester. So this was basically a workshop for potential facilitators or workshop leaders. So they just kind of introduced me to the sector and obviously they they needed our work doing and it was a great opportunity.
0: And so why were you interested in being involved with Bounce Back and this project?
3: Specifically this project I wanted to because of the freedom that it allowed me to work with. Um Also, the main point is obviously all the work that Bounce Back Foods do. Professionally, I'm kind of fresh. So it was a fantastic opportunity to create a piece of artwork that went to such a great cause. Also, with pedestrian, I was happy to represent them in a way.
0: And how did you feel when you found out that Germany was the country? That was the
3: chosen country. And then they told me why. It's because of Leicester's twin city status with the German city called Krefeld. So it kind of blew my mind to learn that cities can actually be twins with other countries in a way it's kind of weird
0: yeah that's right isn't it so Krefeld is in western Germany and is the twin city of Leicester because There's a bit of a connection there to do with silk and textiles. Could you tell me a little bit more about that?
3: When I read into it, it seems like it's such a beautiful place, not just visually, but like just culturally. It represents like a big aspect of the silk trade and industry, Uh, silk and lace. um, Yeah, it was fascinating to read.
0: Yeah, so you've got Crayfeld, but then you decided to choose Alice Hawkins. She's um, an incredible woman who campaigned for women's rights and the suffragette movement. I think she was jailed five times campaigning. Yeah,
3: so um, obviously the whole point of the illustration was to bring these two cities together. Uh, Hemmer, the director, pedestrian, and Selena, who I work with them both, they mentioned Dallas Hawkins because we just try our best to bring these two things together. And obviously, Alice Hawkins is such a prominent figure for Leicester. She was the leader of the suffragette movement here. Um, like you said, she was imprisoned. So on the illustration piece, you can see she has like a, a it's called a Holloway brooch. Mm. Uh, it's, it's like a little portcullis gate thing that the ladies would receive if they were imprisoned. She was protesting a Winston Churchill uh, speech. Back then the females couldn't attend them. So her husband tried to heckle Winston Churchill. Um, and she was imprisoned for like 14 days. So it was very fascinating to read. I met her great-grandson today. Um, I thought he just ran the website. He was helping me out with all the artwork and he attended and then he told me, oh, but the relatives of Alice Hawkins. So it was like blowing my mind.
0: Gosh, what a connection.
3: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: And there's a statue of Alice Hawkins in Leicester Market. Is that right?
3: Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's it's a great image reference for me. Uh, I think it's been there for three years now. I'm not sure.
0: I think it's where she used to deliver her speeches.
3: Yeah, I believe that's correct. She's doing the whole pose um, with her...
0: So let's talk a little bit more about your artwork. There's such intricate detail in your piece. So where did you start?
3: Going back to I wanted to create a stri- like a striking composition best way to communicate the message that we are trying to communicate um, but focusing mainly on the food. As you can see, there's no background on the image. I would have loved to have added a background, but I knew that it would take away from what we were trying to do. It was just a matter of trying to get Krefeld and Lester and Alice Hawkins all into this one kind of pose. Yeah, it was really great to produce and create.
0: Well, I loved how you managed to also bring in the food element. So not only did you have the finished dishes, but also those raw ingredients, cabbage, eggs, cured meat. There's a couple of other things that she's holding in her hand. Could you explain what they are?
3: At the bottom of the illustration, you've got the two dishes. Um, So I illustrated uh, Kraut Salat and um, Strammer Max. Yeah. Yeah. again she's holding all the main ingredients so um for the kraut salad we have uh, caraway seeds which is at the top of the image it kind of looks like a flower it's obviously that's just in its natural state we've got a uh, letter uh, cabbage yes. we've got uh, cured hams uh, we've got an egg uh, for the stroma max dough for the uh, for the toast in the stroma max
0: incredible detail yeah and so how do you start your process do you sketch first um, tell me about your process
3: so yeah classic sketch phase so the great thing that i learned from a tutor at uni was that you go through this um, golden hour phase where you just kind of you record it, you sketch you do anything that comes to mind regardless of if it sounds good or bad as long as you have ideas you can adapt that idea make it better make it worse know when something's good or bad I kind of had an inkling of what I wanted to do from the beginning The really the composition I chose because I know that it communicates everything well
0: one of the things that I got from it and it might just be my personal interpretation but it reminded me of when you're cooking a recipe sometimes You feel like you need another pair of hands. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, um, Alice Hawkins, she looks so efficient. Like she's making it look easy. So I love that juxtaposition.
3: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was really great. Um, Obviously, it was super fun to do. I looked at uh, there's an Indian warrior goddess. Obviously, that's that classic traditional imagery that you might be familiar with. It's a great pose to do. Well, we can't do it, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, if only we had all those hands. <laughs> um, For you, how did it feel to see the book today?
3: Uh, well, I saw it a week in advance, you see, because my sister pre-ordered it and she received a copy early. So th- the book is amazing because not only is it great to see my own work being a part of it, because I am i mean, I've not got the great experience in, in- industry yet or professionally, but um, it's just such a great variety of artwork to be part of and be among, you know?
0: You got a sneak peek, you got a first look.
3: <laughs> yeah, man, feels good.
0: <laughs> and have um, bounced Back been cooking one of the recipes today?
3: Yeah, um, Jen is actually cooking the kraut side as I speak, so when we're finished today, I'm going to go and take a snack.
0: Oh, lovely. Oh, cool, Josh is busy. What about the recipes in the book?
3: I, I enjoy cooking a lot. I like the specifics of just, like, I'm, I'm really OCD about all this kind of stuff and just enjoying it. I love food. Mm. Um, I will definitely, definitely be trying out recipes from the book. Um, I'm not a dessert guy so I will have to jump in on some of the desserts but yeah they're really good.
0: What is your speciality? What is it that you enjoy eating the most?
3: I love a lamb roast. I love doing a four-hour lamb roast like slow-cooked Sunday roast you know the classic. Yeah man.
0: So what projects have you got in the pipeline? What's next for you?
3: Uh, at the moment I'm working as a freelance illustrator. My relationship with Pedestrian is great because not only have I been like facilitated in their projects but they've also been providing me with commissions to do. I worked on a log book that they've done in uh, school so you can find these courses called um, the Explore Arts Award. I create something in the form of like an explorer you know you think of Indiana Jones. Um, I did one in the past uh, potentially do in the future one. I'm currently doing some uh, promotional stuff for them so posters um, so it's kind of very good. Oh, it's
0: great the collaboration that you've got with them and it's really good to talk to you today. Thank you so much for giving your time and we look forward to seeing more of your work.
3: It's been an absolute joy. Thank you for having me. It's been really great.
0: You can follow Andrew on Instagram. Find him at Andrew Petruis Art. Next up, I spoke to Selena Blakely, the Projects and
4: Administration
0: Assistant at Pedestrian. I was interested to find out how she came to work for the organisation.
4: Okay so I've been uh, working at Pedestrian for a year now in fact it was my uh, year anniversary last week so it's been a bit of a a crazy year but really good and um, really enjoyable. My history I was was a fashion designer. Cool. Yeah and then I had three children in less than two years. I had twins and uh, yeah and so the sort of fashion design, travelling around the world, it just didn't work with uh, three small children. So I started working as an administrator after a few years in a school and then from then I uh, i wanted to work back in creativity but also doing something that was good for the community as well. Working in a school in recent years you realise that actually a lot of the arts and creativity have been removed um, from education mm. and I felt that it was really important that those sort of things were still going so that's what led me to Pedestrian.
0: And so for someone who's never heard of Pedestrian, tell me, what do you guys do? What's the story behind Pedestrian?
4: Okay, so Pedestrian is an arts and education organisation and charity. We basically have two, two veins. We run an alternative education provision uh, Monday to Friday, where we have 14 to 16 year olds that uh, aren't in education and they can do three, three subjects. So it's creative arts and photography, business and music sometimes they do business and art and sometimes they do business and music it you know it ranges from there but they can either do one to three days Um, so that runs Monday to Friday term time and then the other side is that we do um, outreach projects so that can be anything from uh, working in um, youth centres, uh, adventure playgrounds, where we run creative courses. Uh, we also have a, a great uh, history with music. Uh, so we've run quite a lot of music courses. Um, so yeah, we, we have so much going on, uh, so many different strands, really. But it's basically bringing art and creativity to the city. Well, it
0: sounds very busy, but it sounds very fulfilling. What's the most rewarding thing for you about the work you do?
4: One of the most rewarding things is. It's giving people an experience that they might not necessarily have. Uh, for example, we ran a filmmaking course um, at the mm-hmm. Maybank Bank Holiday, just gone. And there was um, a young person there who was kind of doing it, but kind of not and didn't really get it. And then he sort of saw um, somebody doing a stop-start animation. And, and then something just clicked. And then he went home that night and then he came back the next day and he had plans. He'd drawn what he wanted to do and then he just focused and made this amazing stop start animation and just seeing that kind of click in his brain of oh oh you can do that wow that's amazing you just think actually that's going to be a lasting impression in in his life and and what he can do going forward And, and i think that is amazing it's like bringing bringing another opportunity that they might not necessarily have seen before
0: Yeah, and witnessing that moment, that springboard for him, you can't bottle that. It's infectious, isn't it, seeing what the creative arts can do? Absolutely,
4: yeah, absolutely.
0: So with Pedestrian, why were you keen to be collaborating and involved with Bounce Back Food?
4: First of all, Duncan approached us. To begin with, we were a bit like, well, we we don't really do anything based with food, so we weren't sure whether we were really the right organisation. but he's, he was so enthusiastic and sort of like learning about what Bounce Back do. And, and we do work with um, a few food banks uh, that are building like a community where they live and do some art, art outreach projects there as well. So it just seemed like actually a perfect combination, especially in recent times. Um, it's more needed than ever, really. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really exciting project to be involved in. So how do you know Andrew and um, why did you choose him to be commissioned for the book? Okay so Andrew was part of a project that we ran um, called Boostbox, where we took young people and we supported them and trained them to lead sort of creative sessions. In fact the filmmaking that I talked about was um, one of Andrew's first ones that he did. We sort of knew that he was an illustrator. I mean his CV is incredible um, and his his work is just amazing so we knew how good he was um and we commissioned him for an art award booklet so we have our own pedestrian explore art award that he did for us so yeah so he was he was our first choice we knew that he could work with the young people and um, so he worked with our creative arts and photography learners to come up with the concepts and yeah it was all part of the boost box training that uh, he was on from the program
0: And talk to me a bit about that concept because I know that you focused on the idea of Leicester twinning with Krefeld.
4: Yes so we chose Germany Um, I mean Leicester is like one of the most diverse cities in the country really obviously Leicester is uh, twinned with Krefeld due to the um, textile industry and Leicester has a rich history of uh, textiles so um, that was our basis really and then Andrew did the session with the creative arts students and they were talking about strong women and and then it came down to like Alice Hawkins, who is like, a prominent suffragette in Leicester. And yeah, it just kind of came from there. And we just let him take those ideas and then create something that was his sort of style and and just let him kind of run with it, really. He's always so detailed. I mean, like, incredible detail. And so he contacted the Lace Museum and the Textiles Museum in Crayfield and got the actual patterns. And yeah, just amazing. But that detail,
0: that level of, of detail is, is really, well, it's striking, isn't it?
4: Yeah, and I think that's, that's what gives it so much depth. And obviously, it's, it's, you know, it's an illustration and, and he, he, you know, he's, he does comic books generally, but that sort of level of um, detail and history, it just, it just makes it a, a, an amazing piece of artwork.
0: So tell me a little bit about the event today. I believe you've now received
4: copies of the book. What do you think? it's great it looks really it looks like a really really good book you know it's I think everyone's been a little bit surprised at how good the quality is and how good the artwork looks and the photography looks so yeah it's been great it's been really successful actually
0: and are you trying one of the recipes today <laughs> kraut salad
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's I think it's about done it's it was uh sort of fermenting I think okay so, yeah I think we'll be having a go in a bit <laughs> can you see yourself trying some of the recipes yeah I mean I do like I do like cooking um I mean one of the things I I really like about the book is that it's it's accessible and so it's you know the ingredients are accessible and the the methods so that anyone can have a go that was one of the things I really liked about the the project when Duncan spoke about it and saying you know living in the city I can go and I can go and get this and the other but people that are living in the county or the countryside might not be able to do that so to make it accessible for everybody i think is is brilliant and it's it's laid out really simply as well who do you think might want to buy the book who would you recommend it to i mean i'd recommend it to everybody we've had quite a lot of people come today that have bought it for christmas presents um and i even someone spoke to me earlier and was just like you know i don't usually buy christmas presents early but actually this is going to be great so yeah we've had like Alice Hawkins great-grandson has bought it for his daughter and uh yeah lots of people have been buying it for Christmas presents but I think it's something that's accessible to you know that everybody can enjoy and you've not only got the recipes you can find out so much more about all the art organizations and what goes on around the country.
0: What would you say you'd learned from this process?
4: I think that's what it going back to that is that to find out and be able to get links with other art organisations and what's going on. And like my family are from Northern Ireland. And so there's um, a charity that works on diversity in Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. in Belfast, and, and and does lots of parades and artwork and um, sessions for want of a better word. And it's like, I didn't know that existed. And so I've contacted my cousins and who live in Belfast. And so they're, they're going to go to some of their events and things. So yeah, it's been, it's been great. I've really enjoyed sort of finding out about how other people do things and you've, you've learned from that.
0: Yeah, you do, and that collaboration, those connections made, you never know where it's gonna lead, especially in the arts sector. It's all about who you know, the networks you can
4: make. Absolutely.
0: The final thing that I want to talk to you about is the phrase you use, pioneering potential. I think we kind of covered it earlier in terms of the experience you had with the boy the other day. But could you talk to me a little bit about the idea that no matter who they are and where they come from, anyone that comes into the care of pedestrian, you really are ready to help them and and help them to achieve their potential
4: yeah i mean a lot of our participants are socially um excluded and not in education or employment and so are experiencing disadvantage and it is kind of just finding that spark what they're interested in and, and i suppose that's why we, we do all kinds of different sorts of arts and loads of music and it's just showing another way and, and a sort of like a hopeful way in a positive way so that you can achieve your full potential. And, you know, I, th- I think life is never straightforward. It's never black and white. And so sometimes you just need that kind of opportunity or that kind of, oh, I never, knew, I never really thought you could do that before. And to give you um, a different standpoint, we, we, we work with lots of young people that have, you know, they're in a situation that could be going one way and then by doing the project and learning a different skill or to make them feel better about themselves make them feel more confident gives them self-esteem gives them then the sort of power as it were to, to run another path and so yeah it's it's really well needed work and and it is rewarding but it's, it's great to be able to to help young people
0: thank you for giving me your time today um and talking to us all about pedestrian
4: Thank you so much for having us. It's, yeah, It's been a great project to be involved with. Find
0: out more about Pedestrian at www.pedestrian.info A big thanks to Lorella, Andrew and Selina for some great conversations on the podcast today. Remember, you can order copies of Secret Dishes from Around the World 1, 2 and 3 from the shop on Bounce Back Food's website. Use the promo code PODCAST10 for an extra 10% off. Go to bouncebackfood.co.uk forward slash shop to place your order to find out more about the people and organizations featured on today's podcast head to the blog on Bounceback foods website where you'll find the episode notes if you've enjoyed today's episode please like subscribe and share or leave us a review and tell us your thoughts well that's all for now thanks for listening to series two of share your secrets a podcast by bounce back food cic i'm your host miriam Rendell, and i'll see you next week This episode was sponsored by Bounce Back Books, Bounce Back Foods' sister social enterprise that's based in Cheshire. Bounce Back Books are an independent publisher of books that take risks, celebrate diversity, and inspire hope. They can help you plan, design, and self-publish your first hardback book, then create the e-book and audiobook equivalents. Find them on social media with the handle at bouncebackbooks and send them a DM to discuss your project.